Hey, everybody, you're listening to Crystal here with the Plant Pusher podcast. And what's really, really exciting is that we're here with you to always talk about all things plants, colors, textures, shapes, their impacts on your life. I love working with plants. I love introducing you to new plants. And here at Plant Pusher, that's what I do. I push you straight to the plants. Hey, everybody. It's Crystal. I am your plant pusher. And I'm so glad to speak to you this week. We back. Okay, so y'all know I love plants. I'm always pushing something dope on you, but I'm going to go back to an old staple. Okay, so I want to talk about aloe vera today because I personally, I love aloe vera. I don't know how you were using aloe vera growing up, but there's so many really, really amazing uses for aloe vera. And I want to go over, you know, the historical uses, traditional uses, uses that we hadn't even considered at this present day and how you use aloe vera in your life. So I know that a lot of you, um, you know, grew up using aloe vera in case you, you know, had a burn, whether that be a sunburn or a burn from something hot in the kitchen. But aloe vera is so amazing for your well-being. And so what I love about aloe vera is that it's always giving to your body. Aloe vera is a beautiful, beautiful plant. And with this plant, we can do so much. So it's always encouraging us to stick to plants as best we can and to think of all the ways they can make our lives better. You know what I'm saying? So I want to talk about the medicinal properties for this plant that go back thousands of years. There is a fascinating history of aloe vera. So, you know, aloe vera was historically used in ancient civilizations, and it was highly regarded. It was regarded as a healing plant with many properties. Um, A lot of people traced it back to ancient Egypt. The plant was often, you know, depicted in hieroglyphics, and it was known as a plant of immortality. Okay, life, let's keep living. You know, I mean, that's pretty dope going on forever. Although aloe vera doesn't last forever, you still have to take care of it and water it lightly and keep the soil just dry enough for it to not, you know, be soggy and die. But you got to be careful because you also can't leave it out in desert conditions where it's extremely hot because it will weaken. So it still needs love. But with aloe vera, the use spread to other ancient civilizations, you know, into Greece and into other places, and they recognize its medicinal value. They use it to just like we do to treat wounds and burns, and even digestive issues, much like what we do today. But aloe vera was mentioned in the writings of a famous Greek philosopher. You know who Aristotle is. Okay, he had his his finger on the pulse. He knew what time it was. It was aloe vera time, okay? So, when as aloe vera's popularity, you know, just continued to grow in the Roman Empire, you know, a lot of the naturalists, they documented that aloe vera was used in famous works, like the Naturalist Historia. You know, they praise the ability for it to heal the wounds, to soothe skin irritations, and even to treat gastrointestinal disorders. So aloe vera was used by the Romans as well. And, you know, when you're out there in battle, honey, we need something quick to help you heal well. So for me, aloe vera is still used in a lot of the same ways. You know, I use it on my family and friends, um, whether they're moisturizing hair or skin, soothing a burn, drinking it in their water, drinking the juice uh, for intestinal optimization. Aloe vera is my go-to staple personally. But as aloe vera's, you know, uses went on, they used it and it started spreading to other parts of the world like China. 
because in China, it was known as the harmonious remedy. It was used to treat ailments like skin conditions, digestive issues, and even hair loss. But aloe vera was also used in Indian medicine, where it was believed to balance the body's doshas and promote overall balanced well-being. And y'all know how I feel about the balance, okay? So remember that even in the modern area, we're still using aloe vera. And you can grow it right there in your home, in a pot, in your yard, you name it. But it's widely used once again in skincare products, in lotions and in creams and gels. It's also known for its ability to moisturize the skin and to reduce inflammation and promote healing. So I think that as we look at aloe vera, you want to first, when I love grabbing a huge aloe vera leaf, and a lot of times I will fillet it, just like you hear the words fillet, the way you think about cutting something else you enjoy to to devour into your beautiful being. And so I fillet my aloe vera. I use the skin for different things. I use the actual gel inside for for other items like, you know, conditioner and um, healing wounds and things of that nature. So I like to use the entire plant. I also will steep the leaves and create a beautiful tea with them because gastrointestinal health is everything. And so if you're not ensuring that your gut, which is your second brain, is working to its highest function and its level of optimization, then you might be missing out. Okay, so that's another really, really dope thing to consider. So I really, really love aloe for those very reasons. I think as people, you have to be mindful because sometimes we get really, really far removed from the things that nature gives us. And I just love aloe vera for that special reason. And so if you haven't had a chance to buy a beautiful, like I love aloe vera drinks, like the waters that are infused with fruits and things like that and fresh chunks of aloe. They are so cool, so refreshing. You notice when you drink them that you're not as thirsty as you might be in warmer conditions, just like when you ingest watermelon or any other melons. They hydrate your well-being. They provide you with proper electrolytes and minerals and nutrients. So your body feels a deeper quenched hydration. And so that's another reason why I love drinking aloe. I really do. And you can get it without the pulp or with the pulp. When you make it at home, same thing. So it's something for you to really consider because aloe vera to me has so many uses, but ingesting it is one of my favorites. And for me, I think creating drinks with it, it's really, really beautiful. Um, I would like to consider cooking with it a little bit more because I haven't eased into that, but a lot of cultures do. So there's so many beautiful benefits to aloe vera. And I want us to talk even more about it because I want to know what, what do y'all use the aloe vera at, you know, at your house? What are you doing with it? How's it working for you? Because it's a lover of all things for me. You know, so aloe vera throughout the ages, you know, has spread, like we said. And around 600 BC, it was the healing plant, okay? Literally, the healing plant. Like I told you guys earlier, when it traveled to India and it was carried by the Arab traders, they were calling it the desert lily, right down to the beautiful internal and external uses. So, you know, people oftentimes felt like the inner gel and the nutritional sap from the outer rind was everything. They used it to bear feed. They stumped it into a sap. And then from that, they used the leaves and they put the pulp in goat skin bags. This was precious cargo. Literally, they made an aloe powder. So after filleting the leaves, they would leave them out in the sun to set and dry. And then they would crush them to make an aloe powder. You could eat it. You could use it in cooking. But more importantly, it made it easier to transport and kept it from perishing because it is simply a plant. So think about it. 
if they were using the gel and the powder, even in 600 BC, what could aloe be doing for you? You know, you have to remember that when people were, you know, in wars and traveling, if they came in contact while resting with with something like poison ivy or a bug bite, you know, using aloe vera was a treatment for soothing boils and their dry skin. And did you know that they even used it for tonsillitis and irritation to the gums and throat? Listen, I had never thought about aloe vera being used for the gawk gawk, but listen here, you've got to eat, okay? And have all the fun you want to have. And if aloe vera is going to help you on that journey, I am here to support you, okay? So that's pretty dope. I didn't know about the tonsillitis part until I was doing my much needed research and I was blown away. So that was really, really neat. And of course, we know that when you've got bleeding wounds and things like that, that it's helpful. But they also use it on genitals and healing the foreskin. So that means even back in time when circumcisions were being performed, aloe vera was here to help you on that journey. So it's here. It's been in use for a long time. Do not deny yourself the benefits of aloe vera because I love it. So I need you to love it too. I was thinking about even cutting some up and freezing it and then dropping it into um, glasses once you make like a a lemonade or something special, like a special drink you like at home. So it's cold like an ice cube, but boom, you're going to get all these nutrients in your beautiful drink. So that's another thing I was thinking of for me. But I want people to remember that we don't have to always look beyond, you know, just where we're at. Sometimes nature around us is providing what you need. And so Outside of the burns and things of that nature, aloe vera was thought at one point in time to maybe have a slightly bitter taste. But once they found a way to excrete it and to purify it by straining it and getting out any type of debris or particles, they had uh, some go-go juice on their hands. Okay, we're guzzling the gorgeousness of the plants. So like I told you, I drink aloe vera juice too. If you haven't tried it, get some. Okay, go to your favorite store. You can go to a natural grocery store, your regular grocery store. You can find it little side stores near your home, but it's amazing. So another thing that you want to remember is that aloe vera had an extremely deep history. And during the 15th century, when there was rapid growth and like exploration, people traveling the world, going all around from like Portugal, Spain, France, Britain, parts of Africa, um, they brought aloe vera back to their quote unquote new world. And they pass it around in Central America, uh, the West Indies, California, Texas, and Florida. And this is why you have so many aloe vera plantations all throughout uh, different parts of the world now, especially in warmer climates, because the plant was brought and it could be, you know, truly rooted and planted elsewhere as long as conditions were favorable. I quite frankly grew up with some very large aloe vera plants. I do mean large. I mean, I'm talking four feet by four feet. I mean, they were massive in our yard. So, so beautiful. And, you know, in modern day medicine, I really feel like aloe vera has almost lost its reputation. I mean, it could have been the end of aloe vera history, but people found that aloe vera didn't lose its potency for healing. People just forgot how valuable it was. So the pulp in the aloe was most effective when it's fresh. It was down to oxidation that really, really, really impacts and hinders the healing properties of the plant. So you want to keep it fresh as you can. Because in the 70s, baby, they was processing, they were using processing techniques that were, I mean, 
cutting edge, you know? And once they created those those techniques, they were able to successfully perfect creating a modern day stable, you know, stabilization of aloe vera gel. So you got to understand that even at home, if you've used all of yours or you've got some and you need to harvest it, don't be afraid. Let's freeze it. Let's find a new way to take care of it. Let's hold on to what you need even in those cold months so you can not only hydrate your face, your skin, your hair, you can heal a burn, you can take care of yourself. And it's all because the early Egyptians believed that aloe vera had been a beneficial plant for humankind for centuries. And so we want to pass that on to you. Don't forget, drink it, apply it, and use it. Because aloe vera is here to make sure that it is lubricating and hydrating all parts of you. And that's what your body needs from plants. It needs the goods. So don't ever forget, put some respect on it. Because aloe vera is the plant that keeps on giving. The hieroglyphics told you so. I'm Crystal. I am your favorite plant pusher. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Stay tuned. This show, Plant Pusher Podcast, is brought to you by Possibilities Podcast Platform. We appreciate you listening. Stay tuned. Your favorite episode is up next. As we wrap up, Possibilities would like to give a special thank you to this episode's sponsor, Pat and Fred Schoenwald Jr., paving the way for creative expression in our community. Their commitment to our vision allows us to continue to have these conversations. We are grateful for your continued support, Pat and Fred.